Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Breakfast with Bob from beautiful Edmonton, Canada. My name is Bob Babbitt. We're brought to you by Master Spas. As fuels go longer, Quintana Roo, Hoka One One, Form Smart Swim Goggles, Zoot Sports, the original triathlon brand, Premium Plus Sports, and our Challenged Athletes Foundation. We now raised $147 million and sent out over 40,000 grants to challenge athletes all over the world. Our next guest, two-time Ironman 70.3 world champion, Ironman world champion, and truly one of the legends of our sport, Mr. Sebastian Keenley. How you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Not, not perfect, to be honest, but yeah, I'm here, and that's pretty good. And you were not lying when you said beautiful Edmonton. It's definitely beautiful. Don't you think? I did, I did a run um, uh, this morning, like really early in the morning yeah. on the river. It was really beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty place to be. Yeah, absolutely. When you've been in the sport for as long as you are, just getting to a starting line is pretty cool, right? Just <laughs> coming to different places. And, you know, because I think, especially after COVID, you appreciate racing more. Oh, and absolutely. Just, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've been in Canada the last time in um, 2014. Yes. Um, for 70.3 World Championships in, uh, in Mont-Tremblant. And, I mean, the, it's just definitely one of the, the the nicest things that comes with uh, the success in, in the sport and being able to travel to see the world i think i would have not been able to do that in uh, right. when in, in it, when i made other choices in my <laughs> life so uh, therefore yeah um it's definitely cool and um not just covid i didn't i didn't race as much it's it's basically my my third triathlon my my second big race this year and it's uh well, it's the, almost the end of July, so um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, a, a lot less racing that I've done in the past. Yeah, yeah well, and especially when I looked at, at 2019, was really a phenomenal year for you, right? When you look at, you know, uh, third Ironman Worlds and fifth at uh, 70.3 Nice, second Ironman Germany, seventh St. George, you won Heilbrunn, you win Challenge Cameron. That was a great year. And I saw this is just the beginning um, uh, right. of of uh, of definitely uh, what would be uh, a very strong end um, right. of my of my career. And then it came a little bit different. <laughs> um, I still remember training in uh, in um, in Fuerteventura at the beginning of uh, 2020, and I yeah I was in, a, in in great shape for for Ironman South Africa, and then COVID hit and. Uh, I have to say, I definitely, uh, I, I, since since then, I just struggled with a lot of uh, things, and uh, yeah, I'm still struggling um, a little bit, to be honest. And uh, yeah, but I'm I'm happy to be here. And um, well, it's it's almost, you know, what's a little bit funny is um, Jan texted me <laughs> the other <laughs> the other day, and uh, thanks, Jan. <laughs> um, there was, can you remember, there was this um, sports TV channel versus, I think, yes, what's the name? Versus, yes. Is, is uh, it still around? I don't, I don't even know. I, I don't was, think so. It was ONN, Outdoor Life, and uh, then it became Versus, yes. And, and uh, it's gone, yeah. Yeah, but the ad for that <laughs> channel was pretty pretty good. And we are still doing sports. They are not, uh, they are not there anymore, but the ad is still still great. And um well, if you have time, Google Google uh, the ad um, versus underdog speech, and um, this is pretty good. And <laughs> it's great to race as one of the of the absolute underdogs again. Um, Isn't that fun? 
yeah and i am um, uh, <laughs> one one saying that that's just pretty good um uh, the odds may be stacked against you but what the odds don't know is this is not a math test there and is this is not a math, math test on, on Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> what the odds don't know is uh, how much you still burn for this. And um, I still burn for this. So, yeah, we're going to find out what that means on, on Sunday. But the odds are definitely not with me. <laughs> well, but you know what? I mean, you could look at paper and stats and all that stuff all day long. But you can't measure heart and gut. And, and what's cool about this race course it's it's technical, right? It's uh, you have the three loops in a swim, and then on a bike, it's a lot of punchy little uphills, and there's ways to get away because it is 20 meter draft rule. Absolutely. So there's going to be a lot of position changes, I think. And Absolutely. It'll be fascinating. What's also really uh, great about this race is, um, of course, it's a race about the the win, but having the prize money so deep, you know. <laughs> um, the thing is, for a lot of guys, especially those who uh, who I mean, in the professional part of, of triathlon. Right. I mean, especially the guys who were in the in the, you know in the second um, line. Yeah, right, second um, group. They, yeah, they, yeah. they suffered a lot. I mean, oh. financially in the last two years. And for them, it's a great opportunity. So it will be uh, like a fight for every place, not right. just uh, for the win. You know. Well, fifth, um, how many races do you go to where you finished fifteenth and get ten grand? Exactly. Right. That's, that's it. That's that it. And happen. I mean. You know, I've done uh, the, the run this morning with uh, Peter Hemmerich, for example. Yes. I mean, he has to feed a family with the sport, you know. And I mean, he hadn't, didn't have a lot of great races. So for a lot of people, it's a great opportunity to, uh, to make some, uh, some bucks. And so therefore, I think it will be a fierce race for like the whole field. So don't switch off on Sunday. Well, <laughs> and, and people know that even if you're between 20th and 40th, you're getting two grand, which sort of helps cover getting here. So you're, not, you're probably not going to go home in a hole. Yeah, so it's, there's no reason why not to go for and it. And I mean, I don't want to make this the Kona sham show because mm -hmm. it's not. Um, uh, but as a professional athlete, I mean, traveling to Kona, for example, this year, if you come from Europe, you probably end up spending like something between 15,000 um, uh, euros yes. for, for the trip. And that's just for you alone. That's without so imagine, imagine what you have to bring on race day just to cover the costs right just to be break even yeah um and i mean if, you if you're not place. If, if you're not if you're not within i would say top top eight top five yes you're gonna end up having a big loss right and that's destroying the sport for it's very hard. for some people it, so no question it's <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely difficult and i mean iron man is not to blame for that for sure no. not but um yeah it's great that we have a race here that you know the people will fight for a 15th place at the end. Yeah. No, That's no what I will do. I mean, I will fight for every place. Well, because there's <laughs> a, couple, a grand or a couple between each one. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Well, as long as you mentioned the PTO, what they've done is I think a lot of people would not be professional athletes any longer if it wasn't for what they did this last couple of years in, in supporting folks based on how they finished in 2019 yeah. for 20 and 21. That yeah. uh, they, they kept people in the sport. Yeah, and um, they kept the racing interesting, and I think this race will be very interesting. Yeah, good television is getting better and better and better. It's sort of changing, changing the game. So as a, a dad now, <laughs> a proud dad, the, with, with your little guy, uh, how fun has that been? And does he have a sense at this point what daddy does? 
Oh yeah. Um, I <laughs> I don't I don't really think that he uh, he knows what Daddy does, but um, whenever I show up in cycling apparel, he's looking at me like. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is he's not really interested in anything and uh, when the tv is on he's right. never looking into the tv yeah, yeah. but when cycling is on or some running is on he's definitely interested <laughs> that's really really funny to see and um yeah i mean it, it has been it has been challenging for sure um i mean when I before I left, the the little one was a little bit sick uh, for the first time actually, and oh yeah, it's pff, it breaks your heart when you right. see he, he looks at you and he doesn't know what's happening. You know, he's like <laughs> um, he just started to to walk and um, so he tried to get up, but he was still too weak and just falling down on his face and. Uh, uh, looking at me puzzled like doesn't know what's, what's going, going on, on. Yeah, yeah like yeah. why why i'm so weak i just got strong dad and i was like i feel you i feel you my son i feel you i know exactly how you feel like but sometimes you fall and uh you have to you have to get up um one more time yeah so when you look at you're at a point now where you've already announced that next year will be the final year and obviously when that happens you become you start looking back a little more retrospective and looking back at the career when obviously you know two big wins 70.3 and iron Kona, but you're also one of those guys who just loves the great races when you've gone side by side with jan win or lose or lionel and what are what are some of the your favorite moments from the sport oh there's <laughs> we can talk uh, <laughs> an, easily an hour yeah. about about those but um, uh, yeah, often I mean the, the people always see the, the wins, but um, often it's it's other other races where you probably not felt great, but then you ended up winning the race because you were just stronger than your doubts, right. stronger than um, the adversity that you faced on on race day. For example, 2019 when I won um, Challenge uh, Samorin, the championship. Yes. I had a really bad day, but um, I kept fighting, and at the end, I, I won the race, which was really a surprise to me. Because if you would have asked me in the middle of the race, I would have said like, "I'm done." No way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no chance. And then also coming back after you know dropping out um, 2018, um, and I mean at the end of 2018, I was almost almost you know retiring because i you know i woke up every morning and i was just hurt and then i did the coaching change and uh and then with 2019 being able to to challenge jan in in frankfurt um yeah. ending up second place there was a great was a great feeling you know and um that g gave me a huge uh, motivational boost and um yeah i think like you said 2019 was a was a pretty good year and i remember quite well some of those uh, situations in the, in the races and I l love to look back on, on those but also like you said I mean um, sometimes you look back a little bit more <laughs> than I did in the past yes and there's some some very good memories yes. I mean even in races where I totally sucked you know um, <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah sometimes you you still remember how great that was like Mont Blanc for example you know it was just great great surroundings and it was just beautiful there so yeah uh, i hope to go back there next year probably <laughs> and 
I think sometimes people underestimate just how, I mean, we, I think we both appreciate how great this sport is and how it changes so many lives. And obviously when you're a pro and you're sort of at that top end, you, you, you hang out with the other pros, but you've impacted a lot of age groupers who I'm sure also impact you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's especially right now when you're struggling a little bit yes. um, and don't perform at that level that I wanted to perform for mm. at this in this year. Um, sometimes it's just, yeah, it also feels really, really re rewarding when you get a letter from, from an amateur and yes. he, he's telling you he started triathlon because of you lost 40 pounds and uh, totally yeah. changed his life. And I yep. mean, I mean, honestly, that's that's often it's far more important than any win. If exactly. you change a life like that, I mean, at one point you won everything that mattered to you. And then you ask, but what did you really do for the greater good? Yes. And if somebody, some age grouper write you, wrote you a letter like that, that's that's the greatest. And um, so, and then this goes also the the other way. Um, even in uh, in uh, in St. George, you know, people stopped on the side of the road and cheered me on during their race. Yes. Um, this is just yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's the great thing about our sport is the fact that a typical age grouper like myself can be on the course with you. And right? and right. actually, when the typical <laughs> amateur gives you kudos. Yes. He know he knows exactly what it means because he was out there. He experienced the same thing. You know, if you get respect from somebody who who doesn't know anything about right. the sport, it's a total different thing. But if you get respect from somebody who finished, I remember Hawaii at the same day you did. Yes. I mean that that that's that really means something because he knows exactly what it means. Yeah. Well, and because he's able to say, hey, it, how, how bad was the wind for you at mile <laughs> yeah. 50? How yeah. hot was it for you? Exactly. And from your perspective, you're going, I can't believe you were out there 15 yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. out there eight, yeah. and that absolutely. seemed way too long. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, when I'm finished with, with training, I just lay down and get <laughs> yeah. my recovery they boots or whatever. Yeah, and they, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're starting yeah, their, yeah, their work yeah, and yeah. the family. And I mean, and yeah. especially now with having a family, um, I, I, I uh, really understand what it means to be an age group yes. of work and have a family and still perform on that level. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so you've been such a big part of this sport. I can't imagine that when you're done racing, that you're done with the sport. I'm imagining you're staying in, in some way, shape, or form. And I don't know if it's coaching, if it's just being a mentor to people. What, what do you think, what do you want to do after sport? Because the one thing about our sport, you guys retire and you're very young men yeah. when you're retiring yeah. from this thing that has been all-consuming. Um, for a very long time, I thought I would have nothing to do with the sport anymore because it absorbs your life for right. such a long time. Um, like you know, it's it's a twenty four seven job. Everything you do, you know, what you eat, how you sleep, everything is somehow related to your performance right. on, on race day. So, um, I I thought I wanted to have a really like a complete break from from it and would have nothing to do with it anymore for at least a certain period. Yeah. But now I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> um, um, and you and love that's it too that much. Yeah, that's for a couple of reasons. The, the, the great thing really is I, I see changes in the sport um, that I've not seen for quite quite a long time. Mm -hmm. 
and um, and it's great to be still on the course during these changes. And um, but I want I want to help um, the sport and the people in the sport. So I will definitely stay involved uh, in one one way or the other. And then on the uh, on the other side. Um, I quite liked my my job um, uh, as an as an expert in in German TV uh, com- co-commentating, um, for example at Ironman yeah. Ironman Germany. I quite like that. Um, I mean, at the end, I don't know where it leads to. Maybe I'm doing a little bit of all these uh, things. You can do any any other. But yeah. um, but I still want to do something that's that is not related to the sport in in some some way. But I mean. I think you are, you have asked me before, and that's the most important thing is um, that I want to support my wife. Um, yes. If she wants to do something, you know, in her career, yes. Um, she supported me now for such a long time, and now especially with the little one, you know, <laughs> it's um, it's really a huge uh, a huge thing. Um, and therefore, yeah, I let her make the decisions and. Um, yeah, and then we'll see. If she uh, she doesn't want to do anything, I will be That's fully fine too. <laughs> in the sport. But yeah, I mean, there will still be enough time to do something. So when I was watching uh, Iron Man St. George, and I'm watching Lionel, right? And I see Lionel, and he, you know, out of the water, and there goes Sebi and Cam and Sam, and he sits back. And then he finishes the bike and he changes in the run shorts. And I'm sitting there. Sebi's going to be really proud of Absolutely, Lionel, right? Yeah. He is going to be so proud that Lionel is doing his own race, that he's doing his thing and he's becoming so good at this sport. Because you you were there when he was training for the 70.3 and then going to Ironman and blowing up. And then he was doing five Ironmans in a row and going to Kona. You saw all the mistakes. And the, the, the thing is, is The thing is Lionel saw all the mistakes by himself you know um it wasn't that lionel was just doing stupid things and doesn't know didn't know that it was stupid no he knew (laughs) that it was stupid but the problem is he was doing it either like in a total different direction or uh, doing the same thing again and uh, sometimes i was just like lionel if you just go back and read your own old blogs, like from two years ago or three years ago, you would find already all the things you have done two, three years ago, and now you're just doing them again. That's the reason why you're not... I mean, Lionel is winning probably the most races in, in triathlon right now in non-drafting. No yes. And, uh, but he's not winning the big ones. And I mean, even if um, yeah, St. George probably wasn't the win, I think... It was definitely a win for him because, at, I mean, the level Christian is on right now, I think it was pretty clear that he's mm. almost untouchable. Yes. And like you said, I mean, Lionel being so smart in the race and actually executing what he knew, um, what he should do, yes. and not just, yeah, just uh, not racing. Guessing. Just guessing. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's... Some people say like, yeah, but you have to race with your heart, and I agree. But there's still enough time to race with your heart. Then you can still race with your heart twenty um, k's into the marathon. <laughs> that's what he did. He raced yeah. the last ten k. Yeah. He yeah. raced with his heart in his gut. He laid it out, and, and that's second place. And that's and that's the thing. I mean, the lion, you know, he's not running around in the desert the whole time like crazy. 
uh, getting exhausted and not, um, uh, you know, bringing down any, any antelopes. At the end, the lion is just waiting in the shade and then it's like, boom, and game over, <laughs> game over yeah. <laughs> and that's what he did, you know, I mean, yeah, um, it was pretty impressive. Not just from a performance yeah. standpoint. It's funny, though, because while I was watching that, I'm going, Sebi would be so proud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it really means anything, but, yeah, um, uh, I, I, I mean, I was, I was definitely really impressed, and I'm also very happy um, exactly. for, for him. Yeah. yeah, he's got a – it's funny because I feel like he's just getting started. Oh, yeah. I feel like that he's got such uh, – his trajectory is going straight I mean, up. the thing is, I know when he uh, came on the scene and uh, – I I still remember. I think I met him at, at the uh, at the Oakley uh, house in, yeah, in Kona one yeah. day, and uh, that's the first time when I really like saw him face to face. And I think that was 2000. Was it 2014? Maybe. Yeah. Um, after he had just finished fourth in in Mont Blanc and yes. did an amazing race there, and uh, and and he uh, he was very open with his training and everything. And I looked at it and I was like, this is completely nuts. Like this, this guy has no clue what he's doing. I mean, he uh, he did like a hundred and twenty k bike ride, and I don't know twenty uh, twenty five <laughs> twenty five uh, k off the run, like a week out from the race or something like that, in the middle of the day, like in total total heat. He was running faster than, and it would have been a world record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think. Um, and uh, and I was like, this is like this is not not very smart, my friend. Um, but yeah, do it. And um, and we all we all thought like he's gonna blow up. You right. know, he's gonna be injured. He's not gonna make it. Right. And um, well, he's still yes. around. He's still <laughs> and around. Like you, and like you said, started. I think um, uh, yeah. And I think um, he's improving. So he's still improving. And that's the important important thing is that he is still like constantly improving everything. Yes. And it's difficult to, to predict, but it's great, you know, because your heart still goes with the guys that come from, like, non-drafting right. uh, yeah. background. And so, yeah, I hope that he will be a factor on, on Sunday. No question. Always a pleasure, Sebastian. Thank you so Thanks, much Bob. for taking time. Always such a treat. Thanks. I appreciate Sebastian Keenley. I feel like... I've been first time we chatted and Kona. Well, we chatted on radio, and then Kona in was it 13? I can't remember which year. They're 14. We all have every 1800 year. something. You yeah. were you were like 30 years back then. Old. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was young. Yeah. I was young. Hey, everybody! Thanks for tuning in again. This is Breakfast with Bob from beautiful Edmonton, Canada. We will be right back.